AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds looking fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear leaves and debris with the 40-volt leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Click into Memorial Day Savings happening now at The Home Depot and on homedepot.com. How doers get more done. Welcome to Movie Crush, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Mini Crush, the show with Noel Brown and Charles W. Bryant, where we fart around and get silly about movies and other stuff. Fart around? Speak for yourself, Chuck. I take this very seriously. No, you don't. What? <laughs> All right, fair enough. No, I, 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 you know, movies are a, a, a very important part of my life, Chuck, as is this uh, podcast. Oh, okay. If that's if that's the story you're going with, that's the story I'm going with, and I'm sticking to it. Okay. And uh, uh, no one can can tell me otherwise. Under duress, even no uh, one can under tear torture. us under. Indeed, none can. And hey, did you notice the theme song? How could I not notice that rip roaring, <laughs> devil horns in, rocking theme song? That oh, theme boy. Tune. Big thanks to Dan Maynard, one of the uh, beloved old pal crushers. Uh, I believe in Australia, and Dan, right. uh, he's very sheepish about putting this out. I was like, dude, are you kidding? Like, yeah. Uh, this this is fantastic. I love his take on it. I love his take on it, too, and uh, peek behind the curtain. I mean, he actually reached out to me directly on Instagram yeah. and asked my, like, permission hey, to, to right do a do. re... It's, I guess I, I just, you know, I, it's just I don't think of, of it as, like... Uh, sure. You know what I mean. Proprietary. Uh, it, hundred <laughs> percent. It belongs to the people, you know, um, but, you know, I did make that theme tune so many years back and uh, it was just really thoughtful for him to reach out like that. And then, of course, he just absolutely slammed it, slayed yeah, it. It totally sounds crushed. so cool. Totally love it. Cool. Love it. So mm -hmm. thank you, Dan. That's great. Uh, maybe we'll just slide that in there every now and then. Maybe if uh, some of our. Uh, people like us chatting music, Noel. Everyone's saying we well, guys should do a music podcast together. I I did see that. I did see that. And I actually had someone reach out to me um, on Instagram that that asked if I make you a King Gizzard playlist if I could share it out publicly. So oh, I'm going to okay. do both of those things. Great. I'm going to curate you because again, they're the kind of band you got to curate because they're so all over the place. So I'm going to make you uh, maybe just ten ten song long, Love not it. overdo it. Let's King Giz playlist, and then I'm going to share it with the, the Crusher community. All over it. Uh, how you doing, man? 
Uh, no, I am well. It is. Uh, I hope we get through this recording without losing power. It's supposed to get really nasty today. And I heard. I heard there was uh, some uh, inclement weather afoot. Yes, and uh, here in my neighborhood, we lose power very easily. What about you? Mm. I ha- I'm out in Decatur. I know well, you are two-ish, um, but um, I guess I'm a little further. Uh, I've only lost it once since I've been here, but I've only been here since June. So who's to say? Yeah, they're actually going to bury our uh, power line soon. There's a project underway, and these uh, the people from the power company. I don't know why I'm even fucking talking about this. It's so boring. Yeah, these it's people fine. from the power company Slice came by. Slice of life. <laughs> and they said, uh, and they said, hey, how about if we give you some money to put this uh, this huge green thing in your front yard that's about the size of a, a half of a golf cart? Mm-hmm. And I said, no, thank you. And they said, but we'll give you a little bit of money. And I was like, mm, can I hide it behind bushes and things? And they said, no, it has to be completely exposed. And I went, no, thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no. <laughs> I feel well, bad, yeah. but it's like, no, it's terrible. This is called uh, urban planning <clears throat> chat with Nolan Chuck. Uh, but you, you know the, the concept of eminent domain where I they can literally do. They can force you to do that shit. Like they don't even have to ask your permission sometimes, I think. Yeah, I don't know about in this case. I mean, they're looking for willing takers because it's not like it has to be in my front yard. Uh, like that's the only spot it can be located it, or the whole neighborhood doesn't get buried power. They're, they're going around and they're placing them where people are like, Sure, I'll take whatever money you're offering, but I'm just yeah. not, I'm not playing ball. That's good, man. That's good. You you're know, speaking, uh, speaking of movies, uh, Noel, and Eminent Domain, that was how we lost the Hollywood Star Lanes, where The Big Lebowski was filmed. One of my regular, regular hangouts back in the day when I lived right down the street, and uh, Eminent Domain came along and said, we're tearing down that bowling alley and putting in an elementary school. Oh, my God. It was well, so you know, sad. Kids uh, don't necessarily need to bowl. They they do need to learn, though. But eventually they can learn to bowl. Uh, that was a cool, old-timey uh, L.A. Um, uh, bowling alley, though. We have one kind of like that here in Atlanta, uh, an old old-school bowling alley that's kind of out in the burbs. Um, Which one? What's it called? Like Bowlmore Lanes or something like that? I don't or, know about this. I, I don't know. There's Maybe I'm making it up. But uh, I definitely know that there exists somewhere in this area a cool old school bowling alley that may well not exist anymore. My memory uh, is is tenuous. But yeah. No, your memory's solid as a fucking rock, Noel. Come um, on. Buddy, I, I can't even <laughs> tell. It's too early to, to tell if you're even being sarcastic or not. But I'll sarcastic. take it. Ah, fuck. Okay. Well, um, movies, huh? <laughs> yes, uh, movies, Noel. But before we get into movies, I do want to say also thank you. Uh, you know, I just had, as you do know, because you texted me very sweetly, uh, my 50th goddamn birthday on oh. uh, two days ago on Monday. The big one. A week ago in real time. The big five zero. It's a weird number to see on paper, I have to say. Uh, and big, big thanks to, uh, old pals, Allison Gallagher, uh, gags, gags, gals. I don't know about gags. I think you should try again. Yeah. Ga- gags. Gallags. That's good. Let's go with that for now. Maybe just Allison. I like that. Allison's Alice. a fine name. A fine name. I try to add an S like Rebecca robe is robes. That's good. Uh, and Aaron Cooper, the three of them coops or coop, uh, put together this kudo board for me. Have you seen these things? Kudo boards? No, tell me. It's cool. It's it's uh it's basically like a little, um you know bulletin board web page kind of thing where, uh people can put pictures and videos and just type out well wishes. I was about and, to say uh, that very word well wishes. I love. I think people need to bring well wishes back. That's so cool. Yeah, it was really lovely, and so many people chimed in. I got to hear the voices, some of the old pals for the first time. Um, Stellan Carlson, my God, in that wonderful accent, and he sang me a little song. And uh, Brittany's story is this, the sweetest human alive. She just has this little sweet voice and kind demeanor. And uh, I just wanted to put her in my pocket, which sounds totally creepy. Uh, can we say that still? Put someone in my pocket? Uh, yeah, why not? I mean, it, it depends on the con- I think it's all about context, Chuck. Okay. It's all about context. <laughs> uh, I mean, in the best way. Uh, the Danger Oven trolled me. 
with a video of uh, Stevie Nicks and goats in the background. And mm-hmm. uh, Dan Maynard played the version live with his sweet, badass Les Paul. Nice. And uh, pictures from when I had met people over the years, uh, backstage at Stuff You Should Know Stuff, and just kind words. And it really, like, I, I'm not a big birthday guy. Uh, I try to downplay it, but it was very, very special. I'll just say. Where do I get, where do I get a hold of this, Chuck? Is this just for you, or is this something No, that I mean, I... I think if, uh, uh, maybe, I mean, it was posted on the Movie Crushers page, okay. and I, I okay. think people can see it. I don't I'll think it's just for my eyes only. Got it. I'll take a look. It was very I may, I, I may I may have missed that. Um, well, that's awesome, man. Uh, I hope you had a lovely day, and I know you had a little bit of a getaway with the fam, uh, and I hope all that was wonderful. Yeah, you know, Saturday we kind of celebrated one of my best friends, uh, Eddie, who was born three days before me in the same hospital, uh, and we've been friends since high school, uh, roommates in college, and he... Uh, we always generally kind of celebrate our birthdays together if we're in the same town. And we both live here, so we got together. My friends have a wine shop in Kirkwood, and behind the wine shop, they have this big open grassy area. Hmm. And we spread out a bunch of chairs and had about 15 people sort of, you know, distanced and talking and drinking wine. And it was great. Indeed. Uh, well, speaking of distanced and uh, talking and drinking wine, or um, just the future of all of this kind of stuff. Uh, I got an appointment for the first shot for Yay. Friday. Good, Noel. I'm glad to I hear that. I did, and uh, and uh, I don't know if you've uh, been able to yet, Chuck, but there it, it does seem to be more possible here in Atlanta now. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm I'm fully done, dude. I'm double vaxxed. Oh, you're and, done. And cool, past cool, cool. Two weeks out, so I'm basically invincible. I think that's it, awesome. Isn't that how hear. that works? That's totally how that works. <laughs> all things impervious to all things. Yeah, uh, there is a yeah, light. A genuine light, light now. There is a light. My mom got it a while back. That was on a, obviously a big sure. relief. Um, uh, Eden's mom got it a, a little while back, right. uh, or the first shot anyway. So pretty close to all my immediate peeps uh, being vaxxed. I love it. I love it. Get that shot, everyone. Uh, I do want to do a, a little RIP to the great Yafet Koto, who passed away. Uh, amazing character actor. Everything from... Uh, from James Bond films to uh, Midnight Run is one of the things that I've loved him most from. Alien, for God's sake. Uh, just one of the great faces in movie history. Uh, the great Yafet Kodo passed away. I did and, a pretty uh, good job of uh, phonetically spelling that name uh, to look him up on the internet. Uh, uh, yeah? I, do re- I, recognize, I recognize the hell out of him. Absolutely. Yeah, he's uh, like I said, he's got one of the great faces. A really good actor. And uh, I think he was in... One of those TV shows, like forever, one of those cop shows that I don't watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, Homicide Life on the Street. Got it. That's where there's probably so many, a lot of people know him. There's so many iterations of those types of shows that it's like hard to keep track. Yeah, and then there are shows sort of mocking that thing. Like, uh, didn't one of those comedy guys do like SVU, SUV, CIA, yes. something like yeah, that. Yeah, Paul Shears in that Shear. one. And yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot. Those are fun. Those are fun. Boy, mm-hmm. Yafakota was in a bunch of movies. Thomas Crown Affair, Friday The Foster, Running Man. Running Man, Star Chamber. Good Lord. A lot, a lot of movies with run in the name. Running Man and Midnight Run. Only two, actually, but still. <laughs> Very ob- observational. Yes. Observant. Yes. Observant. My brain isn't working well yet. That's okay, Chuck. What a pro- prolific um, guy, though. Look at that. Oh, really movie. cool. Yeah, and uh, and uh, he, in that iconic scene, I don't remember him being a huge. I mean, obviously, Alien is more of more about Sigourney Weaver and like the aliens because everyone else kind of dies pretty quick. Uh, but he's in that scene where the chest burster pops out and everyone just freaks the fuck out, you know. Yeah. And apparently, they were genuinely surprised by that in filming, and the reactions were pretty. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. Sincere. Yeah, that, that uh, they didn't know that was going to happen. Uh, apparently, that's that's <laughs> wow. what I've read. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Uh, so rest in peace, sir. Uh, I thought we should go over the Oscar nominations real quick. It is definitely a weird year for Oscars. It's delayed. Uh, not as many movies obviously being released. A lot of the big ones being held back, but also releasing some big ones. But um, I, I need to do my homework, Noel, because I'm looking at Best Picture. The Father, have not seen it. Never even heard of The Father. Uh, I think it's Anthony that, Hopkins and uh, that's right. Olivia that, Coleman. I, I, I do remember hearing about that. Hang on, New York Times is blocking me out because I don't have my 
subscription logged in. Let's the do, failed see. New York Times. The failed, the failing. No, no, they're they're still they're they're doing their best. Um. Oh yeah. Also, uh, this movie Nomadland. I really want to see with uh, Francis McDormand. All right. Haven't seen that. Have not seen Judas and the Black Messiah. That's on the list. Mm-hmm. I saw half of Mank. I loved Mank. Still got to finish Mank. Yeah. I know you said you you had a uh, you you needed you needed a different uh, headspace. I think to, to really headspace. fully take it in. But yeah, uh, I, we talked about this. It's been an interesting year for movies because there were no big giant tentpole movies. So that means there were just like a lot of like smaller movies which is great i think it's super great um minari yeah, i've not I, seen yeah minari i know that that um that uh steven young uh has really started kicking ass he was in this movie called uh i think it was called burning a korean film where he plays like kind of a sociopath character he was uh, the kid on the walking dead um, yeah yeah what is his name glenn i believe was his yeah name. stuff you should um, know listener absolutely oh that's great yeah fabulous well he's uh really kicking ass uh, Sound of Metal, I've heard, is really moving. I did see that, and I did mm-hmm. see Promising Young Woman, which was great. Did not see Chicago 7, uh, Trial of the Chicago 7 yet. Got it. Got a lot of movies to see, Noel. Yeah. Interesting. Glenn Close got nominated for that Hillbilly Elegy, which just got <laughs> ripped. That was it on just, uh, yeah. the Flophouse yeah. did an episode on that. It was really yeah. great. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, just that's got Oscar slammed. Her, I sure. suppose so. Uh, and also, we talked about this. I mean, Mank it, it, it is Oscar bait as hell. I mean, they love Hollywood. Loves a Hollywood, you know, yeah, love story or whatever. That's well, no, not a love story. A love story to Hollywood. A love letter to Hollywood, as they would say. I think the um, one uh, one of the notable things is the uh, the nomination of two women uh, in the directing category for the first mm, time. Uh, yes, or uh, Benari, uh Lee Isaac Chung. And uh, Emerald Fennell, or Fennell, I'm not sure how it's pronounced, for Promising Young Woman. Both supposedly great. I mean, like I said, I love Promising Young Woman, but Minari's on the list. And if I am not mistaken, the best actor category uh, in a leading role is also historical because Riz Ahmed mm, for Sound of great. Metal is the first uh, Muslim okay. uh, to be nominated in that category. And Steven Yun for Minari is the first Asian American to be nominated yeah. for uh, that. Uh, Chadwick Boseman again. Hoy, this is so sad. Really sad. All these. Uh, Did you see that one? Chuck Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. No, not yet. I just there's so many. Uh, I keep acting like there were no movies released, but yeah. there really is a, a small list here that I need to check out. It's very true. Um, I've got my work uh, cut out for me as well, Chuck. But it's still sort of a. I don't know. I mean, who? You know me with the Oscars. I vacillate between like super into it and who gives a shit. It's all bullshit. <laughs> yeah, but it's fun for a minute, especially if it's like some, you know, ones you really believed in, seeing them get their due. But it's always kind of a little bit like, you know, uh, whatever. I, I don't know. We're on the same page, Chuck. Same way I feel about the Grammys. I, yeah, you know me with Grammys. I checked out of the Grammys in the probably early 90s. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. 
So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash Papertarian. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. All right, we're going to move on, Noel, to a yes, sir. a crusher post. Oh, boy. Uh, and this is good. This was from uh, Rick Smith. It was a new pal, R.I.K. Smith. Mm-hmm. I always love it when they drop that C. Who needs it, right? Who needs it? Extraneous. We already know it's a K sound. Why do yeah. you need the C to make the K sound? <laughs> Screw that C. Ugh. Chuck should be C-H-U-K. Agreed. Oh, what am I doing, Noel? It's definitely edgier looking. I'm not going to lie. So, uh, Rick asked this, what is the grossest stomach-churning, retch-inducing scene uh, in a movie? So, I just thought we might as well dive into this nasty stuff. Yeah. Uh, he says his is Slumdog Millionaire, which was a, a very sad sort of abuse scene with a child. And uh, I see in Rick's profile picture, he has a little bebe. So, I get it, man. It's, um, I mean, those scenes are always tough, but especially once you have kids, it's just very much nope territory. It's tough, man. Uh, yeah, I, 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 find, I find myself, uh, we've talked about this, like as I get older and my kid gets older, just not seeking out those types of movies anymore. Sure. You know, I just I know. I want like lighter fare, I think, you know. Yeah. Uh, maybe I've lost my edge or whatever, but. Um, yeah, you still got your edge. Look at you. I'm edgy. Look at look at me. I'm a <laughs> regular edge, a regular edge lord. Uh, look at this beard, man. It's unkempt as hell. Um but yeah, the movie we talked about, the movie Audition, um, that is a movie that made me literally get up out of my seat and walk out of the room. Mm. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Was a, you never particularly, finished it? No, I finished it. I've, I mean, I, I, I came back. I just okay. was so you know taken aback by this particularly grisly torture scene yeah. and, uh, uh, and, and also some other things in that movie that really t- t- throw you for a loop. Because the thing about that movie is it sort of tricks you and lulls you into this false Very sense much. of security, yeah. thinking you think you know what it is, and mm-hmm. then it just sort of like whiplashes you, you know, yeah. uh, and you fly through the windshield. Um, but yeah, that's, that's one that always comes back to me. Totally. How about you? Uh, well, you know, I'll just comment on some of these because a lot of these are on my list. Got it. Uh, Yvonne Baudet says Bone Tomahawk is the obvious one. Of course, we've talked about the split the human, yep. uh, you know, right down the middle scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. Stem to stern is, I think, what they'd call that. Uh, but he says, in Nick and Nora's infinite playlist, something I still haven't seen. He said, when Caroline drops her phone and her, and her gum in the public toilet after puking in it, then fishes both out and puts the gum back in her mouth. Ugh. God. Oh, God. Oh, that makes me think of, I just, I did a, did a train spotting rewatch recently. I've been going through this list with my girlfriend. I'm sure and, that's uh, on here. Yeah. yeah, there's that part where he, the, 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 the most disgusting public <laughs> toilet in Scotland or whatever. Yeah. And he, you know, digs the suppository out and it, 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 it turns into this surreal scene where he's clearly sure. floating in water that is much more clean and beautiful than would be in that toilet. But it's a yeah. pretty, pretty rough scene. Props to the uh, art department for styling Indeed. out that toilet stall Indeed. so well. I've had to make poop before for jobs. Yeah. What do you do? Like, I remember uh, on uh, uh, Chappelle's show, I think when uh, there's one of the crackhead, um, uh, you know, episodes with that character that like speaks to the kids class. Mm-hmm. And there's apparently a poop. He, t- he takes a poop in the to- in the trash can or something. They say, like, I was a melted Snickers bar. He says it in the in the <laughs> oh, really stand up part. Yeah. Well, you know, certainly in Hollywood, they make genuine fake turds for stuff like that. But uh, I had to do cow pies for one. And I think we used a mixture of diatomaceous earth and water. Uh, and then 
made them into balls and then drop them to give that splat effect and let them dry out. And then you have some cow pies. I'm sorry, diatenaceous earth? Is that some Diatom- sort of health, health Diatomaceous earth. It's, okay. uh, you can look it up. It's a thing. Okay. Okay. Never very, very useful for lots of things. Got it. Uh, Cody Reed says in Jackass, when Steve-O got in a full porta potty connected to uh, Biggie cords and was whipped around, that was pretty gross. Yeah. Because that was real. Yeah. It is health food stuff. I was, I mean, I was into, I watched, I think the first Jackass movie and maybe a little bit of the show, but I was never like super into Jackass. It was, it was funny enough for what it was for a minute. For sure. Uh, it's nice to see Steve-O doing well in his recovery though. Uh, he keeps posting pictures of like, I think it was a press photo or something where he's surrounded by like those whippet canisters, you know, uh-huh. for like, uh, and, and just like, like laying in his own vomit with like a pack of cigarettes and stuff. And then now it's like, he's all healthy and has a nice shine to him or whatever. So good. Good job, Steve-O. I'm glad to see that. That's fantastic. Uh, Mary Ellen Stokes says human centipede had some pretty nasty scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nikki Taylor Snyder says the arm and requiem for a dream. Oh boy, you ain't kidding, Nikki. Yeah, a lot of things in that movie that are stomach turning. Yeah, I mean it, we've talked about that movie before. It is very difficult, but that certainly the arm getting worse and worse and worse. Spoiler, by the way, people, the arm is getting worse and nastier. And then when he finally injects the wound right into oh, that yeah. wound, oh my god, dude. It's it's the meeting of all the bad things in movies, which is yeah. needles in arms and and wound porn. Is isn't there also an up close of when they finally amputate it of like that saw like I think going so. right into it yeah. and it just like I, I'm a, I think I've mentioned before I I am um a very uh, triggered by cutting yeah, I don't yeah. like I don't like cuts and that you know it's a saw but it's like a sharp saw it's not like mm-hmm. a saw saw it's like a really slicey saw and that one really did it and there was like a slicey saw um so yeah that's yeah that movie triggers me in multiple ways uh clement scott says the hacksaw scene in the terrifier gives the bone tomahawk scene a run for its money never heard of the terrifier but i think the title says it all right mm-hmm. yeah uh zach pointer says when <laughs> ray leota eats his own brain Oh, what was that? That was the Hannibal Lecter movie, Red Dragon, I think. Remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That scene was fucked up. But silly. Like, there, it was so over the top and dumb. Oh, like, I, I could, totally. It didn't really creep me out. Totally. Uh, there's a movie by the guy, we talked We talked about um, that you, had, uh, in my <laughs> my horribly uh, gone awry uh, segment of uh, Pop Quiz Hot Shot, or no, Chuck's Holes, rather, uh, with all the weird Asian movies. Uh, art house movies mm-hmm. uh, you you had seen um uh what's the one tetsuo the yes. uh iron man yes 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 um, the guy that directed that did a short film called haze h-a-z-e where it's basically a guy who's like in hell and there's one part where he's he's having to traverse this super narrow gap like a, between two walls and he can only move left to right but his teeth are clenched down on a rusty pipe oh. the whole time oh and it, it. it just is like a close up on his teeth as he moves laterally, just grinding in the sound of it. And it's like, no, man, no, it's a lot, dude. Nope, it's nope, a lot. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Especially me with my fucking teeth issues. No way. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, I mean, of course, American History X, like, oh, the curb stomp. God, God. damn, man. Why am I even doing this segment? Rick, I don't even I hate yeah. you. I know. I don't even like uh, watching people like chew on ice. <laughs> you know? that, I'm, I'm actually an ice chewer, so that doesn't bother. Oh, okay. All right. Now, my teeth are very cold sensitive. So. Uh, Brendan King says, and this stuff always gets me too, fingernail stuff. He said the fingernail breaking scene in Stir of Echoes. I can't take that either. Fingernails. Teeth. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. There's a lot of jackass no. stuff in here. Barbara Wise says when he drinks from in jackass, when he drinks the sweat dripping from an obese man's ass. Oh, God. Oh boy. I can see that at home. There's one look in the mirror. Yeah, I don't need to watch a movie for that. Yeah. <laughs> that was a joke. Scary Smith says the feces dinner scene in Solo. I think I've heard of that movie and that, that was scene. on my list. That was on the, the, the list of uh, fucked up art movies that you had not seen. And you saw it? I have not seen it. I, everything on that list that I had not necessarily seen. I was just trying to okay. to scoop you. But yeah, that's that's the one that's based on 
the uh, the Marquis de Sade's, um, you know, yeah, 120 Days of Sodom or whatever. Legendary, yeah. awful movie. And in fact, Sue Rovins on the same thread says the entirety of Solo. Like the whole movie. Can't do it. Uh, John Rinaldi says the barf scene in Stand By Me bothered me at the time. Oh, that's kind of funny. I think I remember it grossing me out, but looking back, it was like very kind of dumb and, or not dumb, but just obviously fake. Is that the one where like everyone is triggered by puking and it becomes like a puke by Lard volcano? Ass. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the pie eating contest. Oh, here's one for you, Noel. Uh, the Danger Oven. Gail Kunt says the Achilles tendon scenes in ah! Hostile, uh, Hostile and Pet Cemetery, which I know you've spoken on. I know. There's another Achilles Slicey. tendon scene uh, in a movie called I Saw the Devil, which is fabulous, but that uh, particular, yeah, yeah it's uh, up I close. It's great. It's It's got the guy who played uh, Odessu in Old Boy as the villain. Uh, it's sort of a cat and mouse, you know, detective serial killer chase kind of movie. And uh, it gets very personal and very dark. Uh, I, I highly recommend it, but it's not for the uh, faint of heart. Oh, I'm having a hard time getting through this. Bradley uh, Werner says, I don't do good with anything I related. I think a lot of people are with you there, Bradley. Uh, so I'm not going to say I'm not. Oh, no, I'm sorry. So I am going to say the LASIK scene in Final Destination. I don't know what yeah. happened in that, but well, I, I imagine that it's a LASIK uh, procedure gone horribly wrong. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's course. pretty much what that movie's all about. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is pretty funny. Kelly Bochel says Uma Thurman and Robert De Niro's sex scene in Mad Dog and Glory, <laughs> and well, any Robert De Niro sex scene. The one in Jackie Brown is cringeworthy. Yeah, it's interesting. He's not a sexy guy, and he's usually his sex stuff when he's rarely done it is a little off-putting to say it's the true. least it's true i mean you know he is i you, you i mean you got to consider him kind of a leading man right but he's uh, not yeah. he's not a heartthrob though really at all no i mean not that he's rarely played that like a romantic lead he's uh, always a bit of a uh a kind of a, a, a what's the word like uh macabre or, or kind of um heavy a sociopath yeah a heavy a sociopath <laughs> exactly yeah something like that that's I mean, right. one of the great actors but i don't think anyone wants to see robert de niro making love am i wrong well i would not call what happens in jackie brown making well, love <laughs> of course not <laughs> uh our old pal Stellan carlson says any scene involving realistic vomiting uh hashtag emetophobe mm -hmm. yeah i'm not into that either no, it's 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 rough. Yeah, it's gross. There's a lot of realistic vomiting stuff in in the uh, host, hostel in um, um audition too. Yeah. And uh, I I've been rewatching The Sopranos again uh and there's a scene where Adriana uh vomits on this table like out of out of, out of nowhere and it's it's a lot of vomit. It's almost comical how much vomit it is, but it represents the the trauma that she's going through, you know. Yeah. So uh Sarah Stapleton says 127 hours. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and at least three scenes in Midsummer. Yeah, that did you see 127 hours? No, but I know what it's about, yeah. and I know that there's uh, some slicey slice, and uh, I think I can do without it. Yeah, you don't need to. Mm -mm. You get it. I get it. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. 
Papertarians know that it's the smart choice too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Uh, our old pal Vanessa Cashman says the scene in Magnolia with the frogs. I hate frogs. Who hates frogs, Cashman? Interesting. That's interesting. I mean, they're definitely some big old honking bullfrogs, just and they're splatting against the. They're like sure. exploding, basically. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want to yum her yuck. If you don't like frogs. You don't like frogs. That's true. I love frogs. Yeah. You ever pick up a frog, Noel, and they just give you that look? Well, what, the the knowing look. Well, of sort a frog? of like, what are you gonna do with me? I might pee in your hand. That look. Interesting. No, <laughs> no, no. I, 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 don't, I don't know this look. All right, we'll finish here with uh, me and Al Data says, uh, one of our oldest friends says, not a movie. There's a full-on castration scene in Fortitude, which is already a pretty gruesome show to begin with. Got it. Yeah, Goodness could, do me. Without, could do without castration. I can, do, I, I can do without all these. I don't know why I even picked that. Well, I'm just I, I, That's I, a good I, one, right? That's a good one to close on, don't you think? Do you want more? You need more, Chuck? <laughs> I don't need more. I just closed out my uh, browser, even. Okay, good. Uh, yeah. And we're going to finish with a little stream this, Noel. Uh, I watched a true crime thing on, uh, I think it was Netflix, Murder Among the Mormons. Terrible yeah, title. Netflix. Uh, I think they just have to put murder in the title these days to make it searchable. But um, Trust me, Chuck. I am highly aware <laughs> of this phenomenon. <laughs> Um, but it was good. Did you, uh, did you see it? It was good. Three no, I, I, I heard about it and I heard it's a very interesting story and has some nice twists and turns, but, uh, no, really good twists and turns. Um, and not true crime and that it's not like some super grisly, uh, slasher stabber type of totally. serial killer. Uh, a very interesting story involving the Mormon church mm. and documents that were, are worth a lot of money and some bombings that happened. Uh, in the early 80s that I kind of remember, but uh, highly recommend it. Our old pal who was actually on the show, uh, documentary legend Joe Berlinger, executive produced it. So good cool. stuff. Um, I told you my my little term for uh, the real grisly kind of just miserable uh, true crime stuff. No, I call it misery porn. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When is that going to peak? I, I feel like it's peaked. Is I it? feel like, I, I don't know, like for me, the shows that I'm more interested in and, and, and I'm more interested in making are, I like crime stuff and I like intrigue, but I like stuff that's a little more like of like noirish or like a detective, yeah, yeah. you know, cat and mouse story. All the stuff that's just super like rapey and just like, you know, really just awful, no, thank horrible you. things happening to people. Like yeah. Nothing good will come of this that I can you. do without. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. I can, I can recommend murder among the Mormons because it is not that. Uh, very twisty, turny, not noirish, but you know, yeah. good stuff. Well, no, no, but and, and and to that end, not to to plug, but like I, I would recommend the podcast that I worked on really closely called Murder in Oregon. Uh, mm-hmm. That is very much that thing. It's it's a, it's a story about uh, intrigue and and, and 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 corruption that goes up to the top and yeah. all that stuff. And that's, that's what I'm into. Sure, yeah, same. I like a good cabal. You know, totally. Yeah, uh, <laughs> give me obviously. a cabal. Give me a cabal any day of the week. Chuck, I just finished in one day um, 
it was so good, and I was not expecting it to be as as in depth and actually kind of uh, touching as it was. I think it's called High Score. Um, it's a series on Netflix, a documentary series just about kind of the early days of video games. Oh, cool! Uh, it, it goes into everything from like the whole ET, you know, Atari debacle yeah, yeah, sure. to you know the earliest days of Nintendo. Um, there's a whole like side story about how like I think it's MGM sued Nintendo over copyright infringement for Donkey Kong because they said it was infringing on King Kong um, and Nintendo's lawyer basically completely confirmed that there was no crossover and it was not infringement at all. And his name was Kirby and they created the character Kirby based on this lawyer. And there's so many little cool details that I didn't know. And a lot of interest. There's a whole thing about this, um, a uh, very LGBTQ centric uh, role playing game called Gay Blade that I knew nothing about. I've never heard um, of that. It's so cool and really touching. And it, it's all about like, what is it that makes video games so magical and transformative? And a lot of it is the fact that it puts us all on an equal footing. You know, yeah. people that maybe couldn't play sports or people that maybe right, were right, ostracized right. or Great equalizer, whatever. Huh? Yeah. And I just, I, remember playing all these games like i remember when doom first hit the internet and it was like the uh -huh. first online you know multiplayer game and it was just a massive deal you had to log on to your aol with your you know dial-up modem and it was just really nostalgic for me but also like a lot of details that i wasn't aware of highly recommend anyone that grew up in the 80s and 90s and, and you know, early days of video games uh this is for you i am all over that man and i will date myself noel the first video game i got into computer game that is non-arcade thing was uh castle wolfenstein wolfenstein 3d no no oh, no got it got Before it got that, it so, dude okay castle so wolfenstein. wolfenstein 3d was the first id software game and they must have based that on castle wolfenstein so tell me so this is a nazi fighting game as very well very much 2d i mean sure but it was like green blocks and uh it was very much a uh, a game of its time. If you just if you look up Castle Wolfenstein, like the original, here I'm I'm, I'm, no, I'm looking at it. I get they, it. They better not. Uh, they better not say there was only one. Uh, yeah, interesting. No, it, it says it's a stealth based game. Yeah. Uh, by Muse Software for the Apple II. Yeah, so it's one of those games where you. Oh yeah, there it is. Good lord, that's bringing back some memories. <laughs> just a bunch of mazes and then you know when i got my first little atari at home i thought the game adventure was the end all be all and adventure was literally your character was a square block and your sword was an arrow and it was like it was it was a super advanced game for the time which is hysterical. totally well and that's the thing that's so cool with this documentary is it really put contextualizes all of that stuff and like really makes you understand how cutting edge the things that we now look at as being super dated yeah. and how it's all about imagination there, there's a whole like a, a episode about text-based adventure games where uh -huh. it's like oh yeah and then you, and then you go to the well and yeah. then you look in the well what do you do or, <laughs> yeah yes, exactly dude. all that kind of stuff that's cool i gotta see this yeah i love it uh another thing i've been watching noel is emily and i are doing yet another dive into six feet under me too uh, it is me too. the 20th anniversary this year Dude. And we are in season two, and dude, I'm trying to get uh, Alan Ball to come on the show uh, to do a uh, hero, to not even do a, a a movie, to do a six feet under 20th anniversary special with Alan Ball. So cross all your fingers and toes, everyone, that we can uh, land him. I would love that, Chuck. It's so funny you say that. I un unrelated to any, I didn't even realize the anniversary of it. I just wanted to start watching it again. Uh, I've been watching it with my girlfriend, and we watched the pilot. And um, I, I think I told you when my father passed away, uh, I was into that show like it was actually on. And you would think going through something like having your father die unexpectedly, you wouldn't want to watch a show where every episode was about death and, and, and you know, a funeral and stuff. But it was really cathartic to me. And I continued watching it because it was like actually helpful to me. Um, and it was a very powerful thing. And I, I kind of needed it in, in, in many ways. Um, but I hadn't watched it since, and so I watched this first episode, uh, and there's the part where Ruth at, at um, I don't want to spoil anything, but Ruth at a very important funeral for the mm -hmm. first episode um, is just giving this really amazing monologue. She's not like 
it's not just woe is me blubbering or anything. It's yeah. very like she's a, she's a very stern, interesting, complicated character, and she's kind of almost angry and like really. But something about what she said and the way she said it just hit me, and I just started like bawling. Yeah. And it was because I connected it back to this memory of my father, uh, this memory of that time in my life, mm -hmm. and also just the show itself being such an important show to me. Yep. And something just clicked in me. Yeah. And I was just like, Water holy works. shit. It just came out, pouring out this emotion. And I hadn't felt that or, or, or experienced that in it, a man. long, long time. So That's the best, when art can like tap into that that water salty water vein that's somewhere in your body that you don't yeah, even man. know needs to get tapped and all of and a sudden did, you're like Jesus, that's exactly why am right. I bawling that's exactly right Chuck. it did need it it needed to be vented it's like uh you know like letting out some pressure or something yeah. that's built up and you don't even know it is until all of a sudden you can kind of vent it a little bit and then it's like oh my god i feel better now because it wasn't like i wasn't upset right it was just like this cathartic like sure. human feeling and i, I was really best. yeah that's cool. I love it, man. But pain can be a wonderful experience. Uh, well, and as you get older, you know how to process it and you understand yeah. more what it means and that it is kind of about like, oh, I'm a human being and I feel things and that's okay. Yeah. As opposed to when you're young, maybe where it's like pain sucks and you want to just push it all down or yeah. push it away. You start to realize you can kind of almost like scratch that itch every now and then and think yep. about painful things. And it's actually like positive, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, we've been loving it. We're in season two and, uh, boy, just, and Emily, I think this, I think is her third, but she said maybe it's her fourth viewing of this series. Mm -hmm. I only saw it the once back then, but you know, we got together about 20 years ago. And, uh, so it sort of coincides with our anniversary as as a dating match. And, yeah. um, it's just bringing back those memories and the Fisher family and a time before TV you know, sort of the early kicking off along with Sopranos and stuff like that, the early golden age of television. But before it was like, well, it's just like a movie, you know, it was still TV. It still looks like TV. It's still right. shot on a stage with sets and it's still a square aspect ratio. Like, but it was, it was really, really great quality shit. And I really hope we can get Alan Ball. We're in touch with his agent. That's uh, where we are now. That's amazing. I would uh, love that so much. Um, huge fan. Like, I, and it's so weird that he went on to do uh, True Blood, which I didn't dislike. I liked it for a while, and then I felt like it kind of jumped the shark a little bit. I liked but it for just, a while too. Yeah, yeah, quite, quite yeah, a bit. exactly. Yeah, same. Um, but it's now what wasn't Six Feet Under? Re, they must have remastered some of that stuff because I feel like it's not square now. No, when it's you watch square. It. It's still square. Okay, it is on HBO Max. Um. Yeah, that's what I'm watching it on. But for some reason, I maybe I don't know. I, I, I mean, the okay. only way they could do that would be. I mean, you can cropping. You got to push in. Yeah, right? and fuck that. No, then you lose a lot of the frame. You lose the frame. So uh, the last thing I've been uh, watch, or the last thing I watch, I want to mention is something I definitely want to recommend to you. Although you may have seen it, it's a movie animated film called Wolf Walkers. I've heard it's fabulous. It is great. Yeah. It is uh, from this Irish uh, animation team. I think the third in a trilogy. I have not seen the other two. Uh, I think they're unrelated, but um, hand-drawn animation, dude, and you can tell, like, yeah. that, that humans drew it. You, it's like a one of the most beautiful storybooks you've seen come to life, and just such a great film, gorgeous, gorgeous movie, nominated for an Oscar, it better win. I'll be so mad if they just, like, go the Pixar route like they always do. Uh, so, huge recommendation for Wolf Walkers. Yeah, and it's the same folks that did The Secret of Kells. Secret of Kells and Song of the Sea. Song of the Sea, none of which I have seen, but I, I uh, this is uh, this animation studio is a uh, is big one on my list. I need to check out all of this stuff because it's really gorgeous. Yeah. Oh man, I'm looking at some of these stills now, and uh, there, there's a difference, man. I'm not saying like, oh, it was just so much better back then, but there is a richness to that hand drawn stuff that you just can't quite get via the computer totally you know? all right noel uh that's all i got what else have you watched you got anything else yep just been doing the six feet under thing and the high score um love both of those i'm trying to think if there's anything else um watched oh yeah i told you about kajillionaire already did you get a chance to check that out yet chuck not yet highly recommend uh, no list, 
Yeah, no, but you've given me a, a lot of good things. I, now I need to really catch up on these some of these Oscar ones, like Minari and uh, Nomadland. And, yeah, those are the um, big two for me, I think. I also want to see um, Steve McQueen's little, f- little his massive five-part thing called the Small <laughs> Axe Compendium or something like that. Mm, I don't know about uh, that. Yeah, it's like, I think he did it with the BBC, and it's like five movies uh that are all that were like sort of was like like made as a mini series for television and uh several of them have made quite a few end of year lists um it's about an immigrant community in england yeah this is uh, great I believe, yeah steve mcqueen um john boyega uh, exactly friend yep. of the network yeah. friend of the network check out his podcast tomorrow's monsters that, that is uh, in season right now but yeah small acts anthology uh, Mangrove, Lovers Rock, Red, White, and Blue, Alex, Wheedle, and Education. It's all about a community of West Indian immigrants living in, I believe, London. This looks um, great. It looks really cool, and it's not something that I have uh, had access to. And I think you must have to have like a BBC America subscription, um, but I want to figure out how to get a hold of that. All right. Good stuff, good wrecks, good times, great oldies. Keep your mine feet was, on the my, ground. Mine was oldies ninety three nine. I think they had those voices that just they must have done like different numbers, and they could have just like sub that they subbed them out to whatever stations, and they were able to like fill the you know the promo need for the numbers of the of the call letters. Yeah, I think everyone of a certain age can call up uh, something from their radio childhood. WKLS ninety six rock. Exactly, that was, that was one of mine. Star 94. <laughs> so funny. Augusta. <laughs> that was my town. <laughs> All right. Good stuff, buddy. Uh, we'll see everyone next week. Yes, indeed. Movie Crash is produced and written by Charles Bryant and Noel Brown. Edited and engineered by Seth Nicholas Johnson and scored by Noel Brown here in our home studio at Pont City Market, Atlanta, Georgia for iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. 